heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are so glad you're with us today. We have an incredible topic. I can't say it's a new topic, but it's an incredible topic nonetheless. We're going to be talking again about the King stage, but I think we're going to talk about it in a way that you're not not expecting us to. Are you guys excited about the uh, King stage? I look around, I just see excitement on your face. Come on, let me hear a little bit. Very much so. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Dennis. In studio today, we have Robbie. Dennis, Al, Vinny, and myself, and so you will hear different ones of us speaking today on, on some of our personal experience, and if you're not familiar with what we're talking about on the King stage, we're talking about, uh, from the book Father by God, from John Eldridge, he goes through the, the six stages that a man goes through in life, and one of those stages, one of the last couple stages that he's in is called the King stage. Is that where Elvis... Did his, most of his work. That's when you're an Elvis oh, fan. Uh, it was on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, yeah, Robert. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Bring me that banana sandwich there, Robert. Uh, the small Elvis time. Yeah. But uh, I think he left the Elvis I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can hardly believe it. They, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that now that we did all our bad Elvis, we, we'll come back. Not, not that king, but the king stage of being in charge or not necessarily. Um, being responsible for others, being responsible for the the care of others. How would you phrase that? Have dominion like, you know, God gave Adam. Mm -hmm. That you're going to have dominion over this and dominion over that. And, and, you know, we were meant to be sons of the king. So, you know, that's where we end up. Yeah, and there's a lot of biblical stories that, that go in and talk about, you know, preparing for being a king or a lot of around the king in general. We're talking off air that in the uh, in the history um, they're talking about the north region and the in the south region. Robbie, can you share a little bit of that? Yeah, when you look at Israel, it'd be pretty tough to to find a good king, as you had twenty kings in the southern kingdom in Judah, and of that, only eight made the cut as far as the Bible was concerned. That they said they had eight good kings, and there were nineteen kings in the northern kingdom, which was Israel, and. Uh, they had a batting average of zippity. They had zero good kings in the northern kingdom. And so eight out of, what, 39, it's, it's pretty tough to find a good king. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. But yet I think you know, there are some people that, that want to use their power for their benefit, isn't it, Dennis? And there's some people that really that's their focus of, of what do I get? There's a big difference between being trusted with power and abusing your power. And what we, what we saw biblically and what, and what we see when we look at the kings is there was a lot of abuse of power. And we can do that in our own lives as kings. We can abuse the power that we're given as kings. And, and our uh, kings can, be, can abuse it as well. Sometimes that happens because they just come along because they aren't ready for it. They're too young. They're mm-hmm. not ready to be in that position. The interesting thing I was going to say about young boys that you see rising up in them that give you an idea that that's a king right there that's mm-hmm. in the making is the noble heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that they know right is right and, you know, and, and those kind of things. And you can see that in a boy. And I think that's one of the reasons that clips like this one you're fixing to play 
speak to our hearts is yeah that's a king right now that's a king right there yeah absolutely i'm gonna play a, a good clip here in a second that really sums up i think what people in their hearts say yeah that's what i want to be if they really desire to be a good king but when i was trying to find clips i was telling you guys off air that you know i came across a mel brooks song i wouldn't necessarily recommend it that talks about it's good to be king and you start listening after about 15 seconds you realize it's going in a really bad direction and it's all about what does he get out of it. Right. We're not talking about that person and how they view, view kingship. We're going to talk about this character, and it's from the, the movie Camelot. And it's uh, Sean Connery, uh, plays King Arthur. And he's having a discussion about whether he should enter in um, with some people. Robbie, who's he talking with initially? That's a great okay, that, But let's <laughs> just listen it's in. It's the and bad find, guy. I'll tell you that. It's the bad guy. Maligant. <laughs> Come in to, Maligant. To, oh, thank Maligant. you. Thank you. It's so good Al was here. He's thank you, He's the bad Al. guy. That's the guy who's talking to. Yeah, thank you, Al. Well, we're going to listen to it and bail ourselves out here. So here we go. And where is it written, beyond Camelot, live lesser people? People too weak to protect themselves, let them die. Hmm? Other people live by other laws, Arthur. Or is the law of Camelot to rule the entire world? There are laws that enslave men and laws that set them free. Either what we hold to be right and good and true is right and good and true for all mankind under God. Well, we're just another robber tribe. Your fine words are talking you out of peace and into war. There's a peace that's only to be found on the other side of war. If that battle must come, I will fight it. And I! And I! And I! So, Al, as you listen to that, what just rises up in you when you listen to that clip? I, I love Sean Connery's uh, kingship and what he says about there are laws that set people free. Mm-hmm. You know, early on with my children, that's what I wanted to do. And not necessarily this clip didn't inspire me, but, you know, I wanted to be the firm hand that guided them in the right direction. And, and rather than the one that just um, acted on his own whim, and I think it's a, a, a neat uh, point that the bad guy in this was malignant, which is like malignant, which mm-hmm. is deadly. He's he's obviously in the warrior phase, and he's you know he has no guidance, he has no f- function other than serving himself. Mm-hmm. But f- but Sean Connery's role, if you look at Camelot, it thrives. Does does he go out in the field? No, he trusts people to go out in the field. He's not involved in everything, but he leads them and gives them what they need to to be. Uh, strong and successful and he also has expectations Mm -hmm. and and as you listen to that you think about man i'd like to like to be that guy but sometimes that's easier to do than other times yeah and one of the neatest things i i learned in that the way of the wild at heart or father by god book in the king stage that i realized is so significant and i went wow that is so true and i miss that in so many different levels of being a king is that a good king wants to make his kingdom as much as heaven as possible, as much like heaven. And there's a clip that John Eldridge talks about in, in I'm trying to think of the name of the movie, Jerusalem. Um, oh, Kingdom of Heaven. The Kingdom of Heaven, where the young king is, you know, he's digging and all these people are saying, why are you working so hard to make this? He goes, because I want to make it just like Jerusalem. Well, the picture is that a good king is going to do what he needs to do in his kingdom make it as much as like heaven as possible that's things are right and fair but they're also good and that's why 
you know, a good dad supplies for his family and, and why he wants to live in a nicer house and why he wants that kingdom to be as much like heaven as possible. And Jesus, obviously, is doing that for us in making a way to the Father. And preparing a place for us. Yeah. Right. And, and it's not the, the king wants to make it heaven for himself. Right. Right. It's for the other people is really the key in that. But is that easy to do? Well, you know, I think that if it's easy, it's because the king is serving himself. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, the hard part of this for me is I have a son who's in the warrior stage. I have another son who's in the um, uh, cowboy ranger phase. And then I have a little girl who's in the childhood phase and each one needs something different. And then each one needs my time and they need my wisdom and they need me to be in their phase with them. So I have to be a warrior with my warrior. I have to be a cowboy ranger with my cowboy ranger and I have to be a child with my daughter. But then I also have a queen who needs love, attention, and I have a kingdom at home and then I have a kingdom at work. Mm -hmm. And so balancing all that and giving everybody what they need is the biggest struggle for me. It just is so taxing because at the end of the day, it always rears up that oh, you missed this opportunity. You should have done this or you got, you've got to make this happen this week for them. Yeah. It, it depends what you're measuring with too. If you're measuring against perfection, we're always going to come up short, you know, but I, I would say, you know, as you're in that, yeah, you enter into that warrior stage, but you're also still the king, but you, you don't never forget being a warrior. Right, and because and you're always still fighting. A good king knows which battles to fight, and so you're going to help Evan know. A king knows how to become yeah. a warrior that fights the good fight, and he shows him how to walk that path from warrior to kingship. Yeah, because a young warrior, every battle's the battle to fight, right? and that's part of that, that Some process. of them are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them are, but that's part of how we learned, isn't it? Yeah. Now, Robbie, I is forgot it, about that. Yeah. yeah. Robbie, is it easy? Is it easy to be that king? Oh, my, no. And, and I've challenged beyond challenge when I see certain things that go on, especially in family. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it's the kryptonite that can, can bring a king to his knees, which is exactly what God had in mind, I think. Because unless I am walking with the king of kings, uh, I've, got a, I've got no end. And, and, this, and the buck stops here, mm-hmm. and i got to go somewhere. So if there's a place where I find myself needing to be fathered by God, it's right here. Um, in, in trying to um, to make my home that way or my work or, you know, my radio show, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. Without God, I don't stand a chance. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, now, what types of, and you mentioned it here, what types of things, if we're talking about this king stage and it's really confusing you, we'll talk about it, you know, a different way for a moment, but it is those things that you have influence over, those things that you're responsible for, dominion that might be, but we each have things that we ha- were a king in, and it looks different at different stages of life. And, and now you talked a little bit about work and, and about home, right? And, and Robbie, you talked a little bit about the radio show, but you could be a king, you know, at church. You could be a king at different places. You could be a king over a little league. You're, you're the coach, right? Right. Sunday school teacher we talked about, uh, choir director. All those things are kingships. You know, the successful kings, they walk the kingdom. The successful managers, they walk the, the, the floor. They, they see every aspect of it. They don't just sit still. And I think that's the part that, that makes a, a king worn um, is that he's needed in so many areas. And Robbie, I think, hit it on the nail 
um, hit the hammer and the nail with the whole thing. Yeah. Um, That was pretty clear. Thanks. I felt pretty fuzzy about that. It was a fuzzy nail with a fuzzy hammer. But the rejuvenation, Mm -hmm. I get that from the Lord. I get that in my Bible study. And that's what I like about this band of brothers is we talk about the, the things that we learn. We talk about the struggles. But and there's one person that always amazes me is Robbie because he comes back with this, you know, gleaning, shimmering nugget that I haven't thought about. And I draw strength from those. And we're going to get some more of Robbie's nuggets when we come back. (laughs) Uh, You've been listening to The Masculine Journey. When we come back, we're going to talk about where do we still struggle? You know, what do we, what successes have we had? Where where do we still struggle? If you'd like to get more information on us, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org or go to Masculine Journey Radio on Facebook. Family Adventure this fall, September 5th through the 7th. It's Dove Camp, designed specifically for folks who long for the fathering to learn how to hunt or perhaps just don't have a place to go. A camp because we'll be intense, and that might be intense. A family adventure because the hunting is just a small part of this weekend. Like all Masculine Journey events, there'll be tons of food, great talks by both the men and women, naturally with great movie clips, and most of all, Covenant of Silence times. Specific times set aside for your whole family to hear from God. Even a movie Saturday night. Yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about with the Dove Camp is really learning how to shoot the 12-gauge that I got at Christmas. And so my kids and my wife and I all got guns for Christmas, and it looks like a great opportunity for us to get around some people that, that know what they're doing and really help us learn from them. Go register now at Mac. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Individuals $169 or your whole family for just $299. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Under the events page. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us today and we are talking about the King Stage. And we have a great opportunity coming up that you probably just heard a little bit about. But Robbie, what do we have coming up that you'd like to share with them? Dove Camp 2014. I am... I. I of all the events I can think of in the last few years, I am so excited about this one because there's so much about boot camp that I dearly, dearly love, but I always wanted to be able to share that in a family atmosphere where some of the younger folks could get a chance to experience Covenant of Silence times, where they could get a chance to feel that. Because to me, boot camp is really close to heaven. And so when I think about a good king creates that atmosphere, it's like heaven. Then when I get a chance to come into that kind of thing, this case, Dove Camp, it's our prayer that this is going to be like heaven, but a chance for families to have sort of a neat thing in the, in the dove hunt itself, but there's going to be our talks, there's going to be camping, there's going to be fellowship and the food that we always have, you know, at any uh, Mask and Journey event. Oh yeah, there's always a lot of it and it's always quite good. Now Al, are you excited about going to the event? Are you going? I'm assuming you're going. I'm going to be there and I've been toying with, I want to get a new shotgun, shotgun for me. And uh, that's mine that I will share and pass down to one of my sons. So I'm excited. I'm trying to pick out the right shotgun. I'm also trying to one-up my buddies. So it's that dynamic of... of <laughs> it could be a browning. Who knows what he's going to have. I don't know about that. But I'm excited because, you know, the food, the fellowship, but also the dove. I've not yet... I don't, if, you're, if you're not a good hunter or you've never shot before, come on out because I've never hit a dove. And so this will be his third attempt. But you third. won't hit them. You promise you won't. <laughs> I always aim high. I always aim high. I did get the one that kind of flew into a tree and he never came down. So um. he claimed that that one died up in the trees. Yeah. But we never could find it. We'll have a service for him when we go back. 
I waited for that. I would talk about enter into this gun conversation, but it'd really be a 220, 221, whatever it takes kind of moment because I got no clue when it comes to guns. And that's why I'm excited to go. I'm excited to go. I do own a gun. Uh, Very graciously, my father-in-law gave gave me one at at Christmas, and it's a 12-gauge, and I have shot at some, at at some skeet, and I'm really looking forward to to going and and learning something that my dad was unable to teach me. And so I think it's going to be a lot of fun to to walk with uh, some people that are close to my age, like Robbie, which I give him a hard time, but <laughs> let him father me in some of that because I really was unable to get that from my dad and God will father me through Robbie during that time, hopefully. And that's what we're really talking about is is being a good king. We listened to the Sean Connery clip a few minutes ago and you know that's on a very large scale. You know, He's a king of a nation. He's a king of a very prominent. Yeah. Right? And so you, you can look at that and say, well, I get it with him, but that, that's not me. I mean, I got this small kingdom, you know, and, and I didn't, maybe I don't even have a family at home. How am I still a king? But the people who live under the king's rule are so dependent on the king, no matter how big the kingdom, they need him. They, yeah. need, they need him to engage, not be passive. They need, need him to um, address them in, a, in their hearts, but also to, to lead them in a path. We're going to listen to a clip here that that's a little different. It's still from the King stage, though, and it's it's from the movie Rudy. And and here you have you know the, the lead character Rudy's thinking about quitting football. He's very disgusted. Some things that the former coach had promised him didn't come through when the new coach took over, and he's he's ready to quit. And if you've never seen the movie, it's an incredible movie about determination. It's based on a true story. Uh, but he gets some advice from a well-meaning king, and we'll come back and talk about that and what the king had to sacrifice in order to lay the groundwork for this person that he cares about. Hey, 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 hey. What you doing here? Don't you have practice? Not anymore. I quit. Oh. Well, since when are you the quitting kind? I don't know. I just don't see the point anymore. So you didn't make the dress list. There are greater tragedies in the world. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad to prove to everyone that I worked. What? That I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't going to never happen. Now go on back. I'm sorry I never got you to see your first game in here. I've seen too many games in this stadium. I thought you said you never saw a game. I've never seen a game from the stands. You were a player? I rode the bench for two years. Thought I wasn't being played because of my color. I got filled up with a lot of attitude. So I quit. Still not a week goes by, I don't regret it. And I guarantee a week won't go by in your life. You won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of you. You hear me clear enough? Wow. So as you listen to that, is that guy a king? Robbie, would you call him a king? Oh, absolutely. And his motivation is clearly, you know, the heart of his, of his subject there mm-hmm. that he sees in, 
in peril in a position to make a decision that he knows all too well the results of that decision. You know, as I was listening to this, you know, I'm thinking about the first part of the speech that he gives him is powerful and it's true, right? What he's telling him, you've hung in with the best, you know, this is really, you're not, you shouldn't even have been here. I mean, that's all true, but that's not the power of that conversation. It becomes powerful when he opens up and he's vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. And shares part of himself. Yeah, when he's willing to do that, and that to me is one of the greatest strengths of a king, willing to be vulnerable, willing to share your experiences, willing to sit down. One of the questions you asked earlier was, where do you feel like you're, you're working well with this? And, and that's with my daughter right now. My daughter just recently asked to come sit down and talk with me, and I thought it was this, she said it was a relationship thing. I thought it was a relationship thing with a boy. That was part of it, but it was really her relationship with God. And we just had an amazing conversation over lunch about, and I was able to share with her at her age at 22, you know, where I was struggling with some of those things. And that's what this guy's doing. He's saying, you know, I was in that place. You have worked this hard. Don't give it up now. You know, this is what happened to me. He's willing to open up his heart and say, this is what happened to me. And that, to me, is where he really, truly becomes a king. And as you listen to that, what did that king have to gain? Was there anything that he had to gain from that? Anything obvious that he's going to get out of it? Anything for his benefit? The only thing he gained at the end was was the the joy in seeing Rudy play in the game. Right. But he didn't know what was going to happen. No, he had no idea. But he took a tremendous risk, right? So what was the risk that he's taking there? As you really listen to that. When... When the king is talking to the warrior and he shares a negative experience, a negative part about himself, he risks losing the um, esteem that the warrior has for him. And But what does he have to gain? Every king who's worth his salt wants to see the people around him grow and become stronger, stronger than him, to eclipse him even. That's what a good king does. It's not about me. It's about the people around me. It's about a, a great king is a loyal servant to everybody in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And Dennis, you started to go here for us. Thank you. We're, we get, it's time for us to be vulnerable a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you shared where you think you're doing well. Uh, Robbie, where do you think you're doing well in this area? <laughs> <laughs> you really put me on the spot there. I, I did. I'm going to be, if I'm vulnerable there, I, I, I really don't see much that I would go, oh, there you go. You know, there's a, a quote that I posted on the website there, which is masculinejourney.org if you want to go register for the... <laughs> masculinejourneyradio.org. Masculinejourneyradio.org if you want yes. to go register for the Dove Camp. But uh, Queen Elizabeth I said, that crown looks pretty good from a distance, but once you put it on your head, it doesn't shine quite so much. And, you know, that responsibility falls on you and in, in those failures, and you could hear it almost in King Arthur's voice, in Sean Connery's, you know, that... That, that comes with a cost and, and there's a lot of pain from my standpoint that, that, that's involved in that mm-hmm. and to me I see that reluctance of taking the crown as, as part of that stage mm-hmm. now, don't be so quick to, because I remember when I was a young basketball player and I had a chance to coach a team a young boys team oh man I needed to be the head coach right away well I got 
and <laughs> baptism by fire real quick to figure out that wasn't exactly what I was prepared for at that point in time. I wasn't prepared to be a head coach, but I found out that the hard way and got those wounds that came with that. And today I see um, I'm not so quick to pick up that crown as, as once I was because there's some responsibilities and, and, and being sure that that's a crown God wants you to pick up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Al, what do you think you're doing well right now? You said you've entered in in those areas that you said it's a challenge, but where are you, where are you being successful in your mind? Well, I have to turn a lot to my wife to give me feedback because, you know, so often we look at what we aren't doing well. Right. But I engage with my all my children and my wife um, on a personal level. I, I want to know what's going on in their lives, and I'm active in their lives in the, to the point where if they're doing something wrong, I'm not afraid to call them on it. Not not in a way that harms them, but that encourages them, and but also lets them know, hey, don't don't settle for that. Quality is what you're after, especially in the Cowboy Ranger phase. You want to learn that quality is more important than the the weariness you get from hard work. So I'd have to say that because and the feedback I get when I come home that they rush me for hugs and they want my time. That's a sign that you know. I'm doing something right. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but. Well, I think you are there. I think for me, uh, you hit the nail on the head. You kind of get a view of where you're, you're focusing. Cause for me, I always look at what I'm not doing well, you know, and, and that, that can be a, a healthy thing. It can be a very unhealthy thing, you know, but when we're talking about this topic and, and Al, you and I are talking about it earlier, that the thing that gets in my way of being a good King is my own selfishness. If I want to be just very honest, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some one day my youngest son will come in and say, Hey, I want to, out and shoot some basketball and I'm just tired it's been a long day and instead of getting up and going and play basketball too many times I just want to be selfish you know and I look back and I say wow those years are gonna be gone so quickly and I'll wish that I had them back you know and so am I gonna do something different the next time I'm not gonna beat myself up over because that's not gonna do anything but am I gonna change and do something different moving forward and learn to be a better king because at the end of the day that's what it's really about making progress you know we're not ever going to be the king that we want to be or feel like we ought to be, but we can be very grateful we're not the king we used to be. There's no perfect king. There's, well, there is. Well, there is one. That's right. But, but it's, not, a but it's not you, and it's not me, and it's not Al, and it's not Robbie. <laughs> you know, but it, <laughs> anyway, you've been listening to The Basket Journey, and hopefully you've enjoyed this topic, and we're going to talk next week, beginning on the topic of fatherlessness. And uh, I know that's not even a word, but it really applies. Fatherlessness. Go to Masculine Journey Radio org to download some uh, podcasts that we've had in the past to download a daily devotional that we do there's lots of different things there that can uh, help you in your walk along and hopefully lead you back to the father you've been listening to masculine journey radio